0: I'm not sure how much depth we're going to get into because it's kind of it's kind of an interesting story. But just to look at that story, that is brought in Parshat Chukat, um, which is the story we all know and the story of Moshe Rabbeinu hitting the rock. So what the question is, what exactly he did? You know, it's it's not it's not uh, it's not easy to understand why hitting the rock when he should have spoken to the rock. Um, causes him not to go into Eretz Yisrael, because um, that is what our Kodesh Baruch Hu tells him later on. So let's try and understand a little bit behind it, and a little bit around it. And uh, in doing so, um, please God will just get a, a, a bit of a, a, a different take on on on, how, on on this whole story. Okay. So says the Torah, it's in, um, if you've got a, a Chumash, it's in Bamidbar uh, Perek Chaf, uh, Perek 20. Um, and uh, as we always do, adjunct to everything, we'll, we'll look at some other things. What we're talking about, so we start as follows: we Yisrael, tzin, So, B'nai Israel, Kol So, Israel, Kol Ha'Ida, the entire congregation, um, come to uh, Midbar Tzin. Uh, which is a place, we'll get there. Chodesh HaRishon in the first month. The first month is the month of Nisan. So this is the month in which they, um, which they're going to be celebrating Pesach. Vayeshev Am Bakadesh and they, Vayeshev BaKadesh, Vayeshev means that they, they dwell there. they um, we'll get, to, I just want to go finish the passing and then we'll come back. Vatamat Sham Miriam, and Miriam dies there, Vatika Sham, and she is buried there. So that the pasuk has got an enormous amount of information. And we to try to understand what exactly is it that, um, that the Torah is trying to tell us with all these things that are being said. So let's start. And, um, you know, sometimes when, we, when you learn Chumash, you, we look at all other different mafarshim, And sometimes we're going to just kind of focus on Rashi. Let's just focus on Rashi for a little bit and bring in other things as we can. So firstly, the Torah says... So Yisrael, Kol Ha'ida, the whole congregation come to Midbar Sin. So the obvious question is, if you're going to tell me B'nai Yisrael are there, why do I need to know? Why, do, why does the Torah then have to tell me Kol Ha'ida? So Rashi tells us that what the Torah is telling us is something very specific. It's not just telling us about the fact that everybody's there. It's telling us something much more profound and something much more important. And that is... Eida hashlema. Eida hashlema means the entire congregation. Shekfar meitu matei midbar, because at this point in time where we are now, it is forty years down the line, well, thirty-eight years after the the meraglim. Um, everyone who needed to die, i.e., anybody who would have reached the age the age of sixty, has passed away already. And since they've passed away, it's not just B'nai Israel, it's Kol the entire congregation, and um, the rest of these people that are now within B'nai Israel, those are the people that are alive, those are the people that are going to go into into Eretz Israel. So the Torah introduces us to a, um, the Torah is introducing us to a new generation of people. This is not the generation of people that, uh, that, ostensibly complained this is a generation of people that um, is now preparing to enter into Eretz Yisrael and what happens with them so let's see let's sorry let's carry on and what happens there as they're about to go into Eretz Yisrael they're about to enter into the space everybody is ready to go in Miriam dies so the question is why does Miriam die here so as she's about to go into Eretz Yisrael, it's quite difficult. It's clear that her role as um, as the naviyah of B'nai Israel is over. She passes away now, and um, and it, there's a, there's a need for her to um, to to pass away now to, as some form of kapora for the people. That's the way Rashi presents it. She dies, and um, how does she die? Rashi says, "Afhe mm-hmm. um, She dies with with this. Kiss of kodesh Baruch But uh, the Torah doesn't describe that. When the Torah describes the death of Aaron, it describes the death of others, it speaks about this nishika, this, this in inverted commas kiss of death. So why doesn't the Torah tell us that? And Rashi tells us an unbelievable, um, unbelievable thing. Why does it not say that she dies? Al Hashem at the uh, the uh, the word of Hashem or with the mouth of Hashem, meaning with this nishika this kiss of death sheud de recovered Shelmalah it's not appropriate for for the for a description of Hashem to be seen as like kissing this woman It's very difficult to understand that exactly what that means um, like why why would we worry that Hashem is kissing Miriam you know it's like it's like a male female thing very difficult to understand I don't want to go into that now because there's going to be there's a lot in that but the point is that she dies at this point and because she dies all of a sudden there's going to be there's going to be something firstly what are we going to do with Miriam you remember Bnei Israel are carrying with them the Aaron Shal Yosef they're carrying with them this um the the coffin of Yosef, and if they're carrying the coffin of Yosef, um, and as well as according to to the Medrash, they're also carrying the coffin of all the Shratim, of all the of all the the um, uh, the, 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 the the ten tribes, the the and Shimon, Levi, according to some Midrashim. So if they're carrying the coffin, what do they do with Miriam, With Miriam, do they bury her and they in the middle of Midbar Tzin, in the middle of some Midbar, or do they take her with and take her with into Eretz Yisrael? And for some reason, Vatamat Sham Miriam, Miriam dies there. Vatikaber Sham, the Torah emphasizes that she is buried there and then. And the question is, why does she have to be buried there and then? And uh, the the some of the mafashim explain very simply. It's just it's just about covert for Miriam. It's just about the fact that um, um, she is buried there because. Um, the the cover that is owed to, to to Miriam is so enormous that it's not appropriate for them to be taking her treating her her uh, her body with because um, it takes away from the cover of of her as a person. And therefore, she is um, specifically um, buried there and there. Okay. And the, and now. Because Miriam has passed away, and we understand that the 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 well that took the water for the people was in the zghut of Miriam. They no longer have water. And if you look at the word, the words of Yikalu Al, it doesn't say that they spoke against Moshe and Aaron. It says a very very powerful language. They they lack. Like, come from where they come, all the people, and they, they, they kind of like have incredible lachat, incredible pressure onto Moshe and Aaron because they need water. And they argue with Moshe. And they say to him, oh, We should have died. We should have died. Why did you bring everybody into the Midbar? Us and all of our flocks. So it's fascinating. Right. Here the people are that uh, are about to go into Eretz Israel, They've been sitting and learning Torah for 40 years. They're on this incredibly, supposedly incredibly high spiritual level. They don't. Have, it's not the same people that came out of Mitzrayim. It's a whole nother group that have survived for 38 years. 38 years is a long time. No problem. Everything's okay. And now they're going and all of a sudden they say, why did you take us um, into this midbar to to die us and our flocks? Why did you take us out of Mitzrayim To bring us to this terrible place. It's not a place of all these wonderful uh, fruit delicacies. And there's no water to drink. And they come to the to the Mishkan. And they fall on their faces. And the honor of Hashem comes over, and the, the the this cloud of Hashem comes upon them. So now the the question is, what is going on here? Why all of a sudden are these people arguing and uh, and attacking Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron because there is no water? So. It's difficult because the, the Gomorrah tells us, Tanya, That the Be'er was given to B'nai Israel in the merit of Miriam. And the Miriam minute Miriam dies, then what happens? The Be'er disappear, the, disappears. And uh, so the question is that I, I, I've asked myself this, and I don't know if anybody else has ever thought of this. Um, maybe it's not a question. I'm not sure. But um, when we say that the well is in the merit of Miriam, does that mean that without that well, uh, sorry, without Miriam, that, that B'nai Israel themselves did not have sufficient merit in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to have water? Well, that's a very, that's a, that's a very uh, big question. Um, number one. And, uh, the reason, the reason is, um, the reason is, is even more profound is because B'nai Israel, as the children of Avram Avinu, have, um, have a schut when it comes to water. We know that w- according to the way different people explains it, that the reason why Miriam was Zoichet to have the beer is because of the, the way in which she, she watched, um, watched Moshe Rabbeinu. So, because she watched Moshe Rabbeinu and the uh, and the river, so um, because she's watching Moshe Rabbeinu, so therefore the uh, she gets the mer- the merit of the um, of of the well. But there is something that happens before that that uh, that uh, different places and different mafarshim explain. There was also a schut that Miriam had, like kind of um, in uh, um, in like a capital fund. What was the schut that she had? The script that she has is the fact that Avram Avinu. If you remember, when Avram Avinu um, sees these three angels, he comes up and he says to them, "Yukach Nama He says, to "You guys, take say, take a little bit of water." And the fact that Avram Avinu was said that Yukach mayim, that you should take a little bit of water to these um, um, to these angels, that in itself is that Avram Avinu, therefore water is a big thing within Am Yisrael to give to others. And if water is a big thing for Am Yisrael to give to others, then surely in the z'chut of Avram Avinu, the Mephashwana said, surely, therefore, that should be enough for B'nai Yisrael to be zoiche themselves to have to have the, um, the, the Be'er Maim. So, um, so says the Maharsha, he says that we have to understand that... Um, that the Be'er of Mayim, what was special about it, is that it stayed the whole time, and it was overflowing all the time. Whereas Avraham Vinu's action of Yukach Nama at Mayim, it was, a, it was a moment in time in which he offered these three travelers some water... And because it was just a moment in time, whilst it has a certain level of merit in it, it doesn't have enough merit to last B'nai Israel all 40 years. And you need to have Mir- uh, Miriam's um, relationship with, uh, with B'nai Israel. With um, sorry, Miriam's relationship with Moshe, which is a consistent thing that gives her the, the schut of the forty years of having the be'er of having this of having the special well. So we see that whilst on the one hand our single actions are um, are able to 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 bring a certain level of schut, at the end of the day there's a level of consistency that is required in order to bring a consistency of schut, the consistency of merit. So Miriam passes away. They no, longer have, they no longer have this water. But what is clear is that they do have flocks. They do have animals. And the Natsuf points out that um, exactly what he pointed out earlier on when the first time that they complain about water. The first time they complain about water is they're complaining about the water at Mara, that this water is bitter and they can't, they've got nothing to drink. And he explains they did have something to drink. They, had, they could have drunk the milk. Of the animals, they, um, especially then, they still had water that they brought out from raim. So there's this thing that Bnei Israel have about not having water to drink. And uh, it seems to be a deep fear that Bnei Israel have that they're not going to have enough water. Because they're not going to have enough water, they're going to die. And the minute, once again, we've seen this on many other places, the minute they tap into that fear, they lose their munah and uh, they lose their like, belief in HaKadosh like, Baruch Hu. Hashem has taken them through this whole process. And all of a sudden, they, loo- they lose their emunah. And um, what's important for us to take out of that on a very deep level, I think, is that um, we, at times where, where things are tough, at th- times where, thing, where, where things are challenging, that is not the time to lose emuna. That's actually the time where we have to buttress our emunah. We have to really find the space in our, in our belief, in our Kodesh Baruch Hu, to, um, to, to work hard, to, to find a way of connecting to Hashem, even when it's difficult. There's a beautiful um, song that Rabbi Nachman says, um, which is, uh, I mean, if I can send the song, it's called the Vafilu Bahastora, that says that uh, even when in the hiddenness of Hashem's presence in our world, um, that Hashem still stands with us. And we have to know that and understand that. But when you're in a moment, of, when you're in consciousness and trying to think about things, then you use your head and you're able to, to see that. But when we, when, we, when we push it, that becomes a heart thing, that becomes a feeling thing, becomes a fear thing, then we're not able to engage with our Kodesh Baruch Hu in that way. And I think, just by the way, for us now, right now, that the most important space that we have to be in is the head space, not the heart space. Because it's with the headspace that we can deal with all the different challenges that may come along. But in the heart space, we can sometimes get overcome with the, with the, with the, with the difficulty. Um, okay, let's carry on. So says, so the Torah says, um, by Yarev Ha'amim Moshe. So they, they, they have this massive argument with Moshe. They, they, Ha'am. Now who is the Am? So generally we've said the Am is the of the Rav. But this is 38 years later. Um and because 38 years later, everybody's one part of a whole thing. We're talking about the whole nation has coming now and they come against Moshe Rabbeinu and they say to Moshe Rabbeinu, and translated, if only we had perished when our brothers perished. right? If only we had died. Lugavanu. Why is that? So um, the Natif says that um, the, they were all conscious and all aware of the very... Um, Horrible death, God forbid, that would come from uh, from thirst, and uh, so the the he says that the reason why this is put at this point in time because what they were saying is that they would rather have died through the with with buying, in the same way as. Uh, um, the, the 250 uh, great sages were killed with this, what we call the, the Shrey this, uh, Fataguf, this burning up of, their, of themselves by Akkadish Baruch, then they'd have to worry about um, going through this terrible process of, of thirst. At no point in time, okay, do they say to Moshe Rabbeinu, um, please help us get water, which is unbelievable. At no point in time do they actually engage with our God, uh, with, with Moshe, to even like ask him to daven for them. Um, it's just a kfetch and a complaint the whole time. And uh, the Nativ points out that they've got this most crazy, crazy um, expectation. Why are you taking us out of Mitzrayim to bring us into this terrible place? Because it's not a place. Of, uh, of grain or of figs or vines or p- pomegranates and there's no water. He says, I don't understand. He says that, These people, they never complained for the 38 years. Only now. <laughs> because, sorry, my daughter's just making a bit of noise. Sorry, give me one second. Pause. thank you. <laughs> sorry, so, that, that for, the, for, the, for, the, for the time that they were in the Midbar, they were okay. But now as they're coming in this last year to, um, to the borders of Eretz Israel, they understand that their whole life is no longer going to be the life of miracles that it was in the desert. And if it's, if, if it's no longer going to be the life of miracles that it was in the desert, they're going to have to trans, uh, transfer from one, or what's the word? Transfer? Yeah. Transfer from one space into an, into transition is the word. Transition from one space into another space. The, the transition from the, the completely controlled space of the desert into the space of work, which is Eretz Israel, which they all know about. What they're worried about is that they're losing the miraculousness of Hashem's moments in their lives. And because of that, they're terrified. And that's why they come against Moshe Rabbeinu and they say to Moshe Rabbeinu, um, it's not yet time for Hashem to wean us off in the way in like this. It can't be a sudden meaning." I remember one of my kids um, um, had, had fed for like 19 months and then just naturally said, okay, over, done. So you can wean them off immediately. But B'nai Israel weren't ready for that yet. They weren't ready just to stop everything. And they felt that the stopping of this miraculous water was like weaning them off immediately. And they were terrified because they couldn't handle it. They didn't understand the Hashkoch of Hashem is not only in in, uh, in the desert, but the Hashem was also able to enable them in the transition to the next place. And all those words are Te'ina v'gefen v'rimon. Those are all the fruits of Eretz Israel. And so therefore, they want, and v'mayim lishtot, and they don't have the, the water to drink. Um, so Moshe Rabbeinu and, and, and uh, Aaron come, and they daven in the oil mode. Then the Torah says, what does Hashem tell Moshe? And this is the story we all know. And we need to understand this profoundly because it's not as simple as we'd like it to be. Hashem says to Moshe the following. Take your stick. You and Aaron gather the whole congregation together and speak to the seller, speak to this rock, speak to this thing in front of their eyes and then the rock will give its own water. And you will bring out water from Min from the rock, and you'll and you'll give water to the Ada, to the to the congregation and to all their um uh, all, all, to all their flocks. Now, if that's the case, what we need to see is that how does this actually work? Why does Hashem tell Moshe? To take his staff? That's a massive question. Because that's where all the trouble starts. Well, because Moshe has got this thing in his hand, this, that's where all things are going to be problematic. So the Torah says that Moshe took his mate, from, from Hashem, as, Moshe, as Hashem had commanded him. And what does he do? And Moshe and Aaron gather everybody together. At Elpeneh the, Asela, at the front of the, of the rock face. VaYomer lahem. And Moshe Rabbeinu says to them, Shimu nahamorim. Listen here, you rebels. I mean, Asela not silachem We will take out um, water from this rock. He's deviated from the script. At no point in time did HaKadosh Baruch Hu tell him to say anything to them. He says to them, "Gather the people together." He doesn't say Moshe Rabbeinu, "You must speak." He doesn't say Aaron, "You must speak." He says, "Vadibartem and you, the two of you, must speak." So all of a sudden, Moshe Rabbeinu deviates from the script. He calls the people a Hamorim. He calls them this terrible, terrible name, and then it says, "Va'yare Moshe and Moshe Rabbeinu lifted up his hand and he hits the rock twice and lots of water comes out and, he, uh, and, uh, and everybody gets uh, water to drink. So what happened here? What happened when Moshe Rabbeinu um, deviated? Why does he deviate? Let's have a, look at that. Uh, have a look at that and see what we can find. So number one, the Natif tells us the following. Firstly, how did um, how did they gather the people together, and who is the people that they're gathering together? Because it says Vakel it's called ha'eda that you must gather the whole Ada, But later on, the psukim refer not to the Ada, they refer to the kahal. So, who actually gathered there? Was it everybody? Or was it uh, just a certain group of people? We'll get to that. What does it mean? That you have to speak to the cellar, to the, to the rock. So the Natif says it doesn't make any sense. You can't say that it means that Moshe Rabbeinu must have like a conversation, him and Aaron, a conversation with the rock, and command the rock to give water. Because as he says, The cellar, the rock, is not something that hears. And if that's the case... What's the point of this whole conversation? Avali says, what, you're suppo- what it means, means you must speak regarding the rock. And what is the speech regarding the rock? That, um, and it still explains that Moshe Rabbeinu that, uh, had to explain to them the matters regarding the halochas of how the water works and what how important water is and all the different things that apply to water so what he was supposed to do to them there in front of them he was supposed to give them a shear why is he supposed to or you have to quite bad why is he supposed to give them a shear because in the giving of the shir, what he's doing is he's lifting up the people. And in lifting up the people and encouraging them and inspiring them, then they connect on a higher level with um, with, 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 with Shil Olam. And as a result of that, they are, they are um, uh, worthy of getting the new waters. But he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that at all. Uh, Moshe Rabbeinu, instead of giving them a shir, instead of explaining what's going to happen and how it happens and what water is about and the importance of water, especially you, as you were going into Eretz Israel where water is a scarce resource and now you have to deal with it and, uh, and, and the way that it's going to happen and to doven for rain, all of these things that Moshe Rabbeinu is supposed to teach them about emunah in Hashem's gift of water. He doesn't do that. What he does is he says to them, you guys have got no faith. You're Morim. You are the people who rebel all the time. Um, and in doing that, instead of inspiring them, he gives them this, this musa, and uh, the musa doesn't do anything for them. Because what they should have done there and then, remember we said right at the beginning, that they came to Moshe Rabbanu and said, we've got no water. So Moshe Rabbanu has got to teach them how to get water. How do you get water? You get water by davening. And then you get water by showing appreciation for the fact that you've got water. And the more that the more you in and the more you appreciate the more you'll get. That's that's the that's the law of uh, of the way the the the, the Torah is, Torah works but he doesn't do that. So he has to take his staff. What is his staff all about? Why does our college Barak even tell him to take the staff? The staff is the thing that through history through through the history of the Jews through the the, the midbar was this thing that was used to effect miraculous things right uh, he, as they crossed the sea lifted up his hands and the seas crossed. every time there was a miracle this 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 mater that he had that he had this mater that he had in his hand was this thing that made what, what, what affected miracles and the point here was to take it around the rock with him and Aaron, Aaron who represents Avoida, Aaron who represents the service of Hashem, the tefillah of Hashem, Moshe Rabbein who represents the Torah, the learning, the learning, and to bring them together around the space to daven, to learn, to become a different people, and in doing that the water will come, and to show them that in actual fact the staff, this rock that they have, um... In the hand is actually not, is not the rock. Sorry, this, uh, the staff that they have in the hand is not the thing that is going, to be, is going to bring water. But they themselves, that all of a sudden we have the ability to bring this water. And he doesn't do that. And because of that, the Torah says, he hits the rock twice. Why does he hit the rock twice? By Yare Moshe at Yador. Moshe now picks up his hand. He hits it twice. Why does he have to hit it twice? So the first time, he has to hit it twice because all of a sudden, he hasn't done what he needed to do. He didn't show the people how to have faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu because he doesn't do that. He needs to use this mate now to do something miraculous. And he hits it the first time and Chazal said, the first time he hits it, it, just a little bit of a dripple came out. And so he hits it the second time and then all of a sudden, the... Um, the, the water comes pouring out and uh, for, and that's the miraculousness of the water is that it shouldn't have come pouring out in the way that it did it should have come out not pouring should have come out that it was sufficient for everybody to have what they needed and all of a sudden we see that the second the second club on the rock which creates this miraculous water is not an ideal thing and as a result of that um Hakurish Baruch who says in verse number twelve, Ayomeraduna Moshevel Aron, Yan Lohe Mantem Bi Lahakti You did not Yan because you did not Lohe Mantem Bi Lakhtishani. You do not believe in me Lahdi to sanctify me Laine Bene Israel in front of Bene Israel, Lachain Lo Tavo ala Eta Kalaze a la Eritashatlam. Therefore you aren't going to Eretz Israel. What does this mean? So the Natif says it's very simple. It's not that they did. I'm sorry. I mean, can you imagine? Hakadosh Baruch Hu does a miracle that out of a rock, out of a dry rock, there comes water. That's an incredible miracle. They believe in Hakadosh Baruch Hu, but what they didn't teach is that they didn't teach how to daven properly. They didn't teach how to daven, how to daven properly, and because they didn't teach how to daven properly, davening—the very essence of davening—is emuna. And if the very essence of davening is emunah, then it means lohei mantibi, You didn't show the people how to have emunah in me, and it's in the emunah that we have for Baruch That is the way we are able to be a Kiddush Hashem, because it's uh, when we have emunah in Hashem, when, the, when challenges come before us, and with the strength that we find within ourselves is based on our emunah. But if we don't, if we are not taught that emunah by Moshe Rabbeinu himself right so you imagine what the lacking is and that's really because of that you can't come into the into Exodus Israel He says says the native lohaya onesh amutzu bamidbar shimken lohaya mosha Hashem el azra haya mida bamida says that, that it's not that the the punishment was that he would die in the in the in the desert that's not the punishment the punishment is mida keneged mida why because he didn't show Bnei Yisrael how to behave in Eretz Yisrael. And because he doesn't show them how to behave in Eretz Yisrael, he doesn't get the opportunity to lead them in Eretz Yisrael as well. And that's the Midah Kennegen Midah. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu dies outside of Eretz Yisrael because he didn't <laughs> He didn't show them the imuna. And I think that, that for us um, at this, at these difficult times really... Is is the one thing that we that we need to work most profoundly on, and that is our emuna. Um, we need to, you know, it's it's hard. We daven, we daven. I mean, it's uh, it's not the same davening in a uh, for for a man at least. I know for for women you don't always have a minion and you don't need a minion. But for a man to not daven in a minion is a very difficult thing, um, because we have kedusha and we have kaddish and we have baruch all these different things. But um, but that's not what davening is about. Um, you know, we, we, we've spoken about this before at different spaces, but the most, the most fundamental part of tefillah is, um, is the concept of the depth of emunah. And the depth of emunah is the thing of understanding that everything comes from, a bar, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and, Moshe, and, and is not miraculous. It's not miraculous to get what we get. It's part of the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu designed the world. But if someone like Moshe Rabbeinu did not teach, did not teach, shh, if someone like Moshe Rabbeinu did not teach B'nai Yisrael that, then he cannot find his space in Eretz in, uh, in Eret Israel, which is the place where, where it's most profoundly taught. Why is it the place where it's most profoundly taught? It's the place where it's most profoundly taught because that's the place where, um, where it relies on rain. And we often forget... You know, I often like uh, think about it that um, do, our, do our children know, you know, where vegetables come from? Do I know where, you know, where meat comes from? If we didn't show them, you think that it all comes from the shops, but it doesn't. It comes from, from a whole long process of things. I was learning with my son Amichai and um, one of the things we were learning is the, is the, um, the laws of prakhot. Um And one of the things that it brings up is, the, is this fundamental Mishnah. And the Mishnah speaks... About the fact that you make a that you make a brocha of berei Priya and you make berei Priya but then it says there's a special brocha that you make hamotzi lechem inarit. Hamotzi lechem is a special uh, special brocha on bread. But uh, they are they, there's what is what we call sidurei depat. In the um, in the 39 melachot on Shabbos, there are certain there are eight or nine um, depending how you how you look at it. Um, things which are called de pat, which are the things that are specific used uh, made to uh, specific malachas which are there for the making of bread and why it's so important for us to understand that is because there's a process for bread to get made and that process comes out of ultimately our tefillah to our Kodesh Baruch Hu for rain and that filler for rain that tefillah for water is exactly what Moshe Rabbeinu according to the way we're understanding you know it's difficult to um, to to uh, to criticize Moshe Rabbeinu, but Hakadosh Baruch Hu did. So we're going to use that—that the that, that, that Moshe Rabbeinu did not teach us the ability to to, to daven for rain. He taught us every, everything else, but But the one thing he didn't teach us, and Aaron did nothing. And that's a different discussion around this. Aaron could have spoken. Aaron was this man who was able to inspire everybody. He does nothing. Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't do what he's supposed to do and in doing that we see that at that point in time the, the upset, the anger that Moshe Rabbeinu felt that it was so frustrating for him that the people didn't know that ultimately you've got to connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to him you're the conduit to teach him that and at that point in time he didn't teach them that and because of that he never gets the land of Israel. So please God we should learn from this.